Okay guys, and welcome back to my YouTube channel. Today, we're gonna try and do a vlog. Me and my husband are heading to a networking event, um, and we're going to here in Austin, Texas. It's going to be a happy hour. I'm gonna teach a lot of the investors, VC, startup founders. Super, super excited. I'm gonna take you guys on the journey. But while we were driving, I was like, man, like, a lot of the information that I've learned over time, a lot of my YouTube content has been, uh, I'll say to some extent, a lot of the research, like why to invest in Africa. But I think the reason why I named my YouTube channel after myself is because I also wanted to share a lot of authentic vlogs, like right now, as we're heading to this happy hour, but a lot of more authentic content where it's not necessarily scripted or things that I've written in the past. It's really just like, me as I am exploring my journey into becoming ABC. So one of the, the, the things we, that we were talking about right now is just, I feel very comfortable. I mean, I've had so many speaking engagements in the last probably like two, three years. And when I get on stage, man, it doesn't matter what question you ask me, baby, I'm gonna have an answer for you. Basically, just cause I've, I've been in the startup and VC world and investing world now for a little bit, that I do believe that I have enough knowledge to be able to share and provide advice. But I always feel like every single time I get in front of a camera, I'm like, <laughs> what do I talk about? I don't know what to say. Whereas like, a lot of the things that I share when I get on stage, none of them are scripted. A lot of the time, it's just my personal experience. So I'm asking my husband, Cletus, like ask me maybe like a question that you know, based on your experience being with me for so long, that a lot of founders, let's start with the founders, ask me very often, just based on your experience being with me. Like what is the question? I think one of the ones that we get pretty often is, even though it's listed on your website, but they always ask, what kind of companies do you invest in? Why do you invest in a founder? Okay, so that's a good question. And you are right. I get way too many. What kind of companies does Agile Capital invest in? The clubbing rough. <laughs> I hope that people will be able to hear us since there's a little bit of background noise. What's the scenario this is going to be? You know, a vlog type of video, so the quality of the audio does not have to be the best. What type of companies does IGM Capital look for, or me personally, what kind of company do I look for? So I'm going to share a little bit first how I decided that I wanted to start investing in Africa. And then I'm going to share what we look for right now in IGM Capital. I'll say when I decided that I wanted to start investing, and again, like I never decided that you should start investing in that. In Africa, it literally just happened. Um, I was looking for solutions to my problems. At the time, I was building a tech company. We hired on the continent a lot of software engineers, and we just had difficulties with different issues. And in my mind, as a tech founder, I'm like, hey, I'm pretty sure there's a technology company out there that can fix problems. So I was I went on the quest, find a solution to become a client, not even to become an investor. And then in the process of finding these companies, realizing that the average companies that I was finding were actually tech startups um, and they were fundraising. Then I decided to invest. And right now at Agent Capital, I like to think that we have, I'm going to say multiple criteria, but we have two strategies where we think about our thesis. And for those that don't understand, 
a kisses from a venture capital fund perspective is pretty much like my Bible and my strategy. Um, when I go out and I raise money from VCs, this is a strategy that I say I'm going to use to be able to invest in tech startups. In our pieces, we say, first, we are a geography-focused fund, so we only invest in the sub-Saharan Africa as of right now. Second, we only invest in tech startups. So we only invest in software tech companies. We don't do hardware, we don't do biotech or life science or any of those different things. We're a little bit of a generalistic fund. But I like to think that we have a few verticals that we're actually very, very excited about. I mean, fintech is one of the biggest one, probably like 70% of my portfolio right now is in fintech companies. I'll say the next one is probably like B2B marketplaces or like B2B SaaS, even though like B2B SaaS is very early into the African continent. And then we're looking at things at prop tech, health tech, logistics, mobility, acne tech. I haven't invested in an acne tech company as of yet. And when you pass like the geography focus, obviously serving the African continent, you pass the sector focus. Now it's like that it's the same. In my thesis which as of right now, we only invest in three states and see tech companies, mostly B2B, so business to business, or B2B2C. So B2B2C, business to business to consumers. Some of our marketplaces are usually B2B2C, um, but our preferred is B2B businesses. So we will not invest in a direct-to-consumer business. So if you're building, let's say, mobile applications to be able to like target, I don't know, hundreds and millions of Africans, we might not be the best investor for you. The next thing that I like to look at, and it's a little bit controversial, not everybody agrees to this, is I have two things that we like to look. We have something that we call proven business models, and then we have something that we call African problems and African solutions. I'll give you one example. Mm -hmm. For an African problem facing an African solution, I like to take the example of Split. Split is one of the companies that, um, as if I've had to put it like in a one-liner, it's like rent now, pay later. <laughs> and I think Split, when I understood his business model and what he was building, I was like, oh, my brother was living in the US. He had to go back to Cameroon yeah. to build a tech company. But when he went back, one of the challenges that he had was he couldn't afford to pay rent. Because everywhere he was going, we're asking him for 12 to 24 months of rent. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, nobody asks you to pay that much rent up front. But in many African countries, that's just the reality. And not a problem that you will normally face when you're in the U.S., but it's a reality for many African countries. And when I spoke with the founder of Split, which is Tola, we had many conversations about like his initial idea, like what he actually started, which was really helping uh, landlords to be able to like acquire uh, renters, to be able to like manage their renters and a bunch of other things. And then in the process, he realized that the challenge was actually the, the renting situation. That's an African problem with an African solution. Great example, big market. It's not just a Nigerian problem. I know it's a Cameroonian problem. I know many Ghana, many other African countries have similar issues. The other one that I like to think of, which is probably our most popular investment are proven business models. And this is the one that I know I've made a few posts on social media about it and I've seen the way people have reacted to it, but that's just the reality. We all know that in the last, I would probably say like in the last 10 to 30 years, we have seen a digital revolution. And I hate using the word revolution, but we have seen a digital transformation 
across the United States that has pretty much brought in billions and billions of, you know, of revenue, of like pretty much like have made a lot of storage, but has also like built a U.S. economy. So then we look at people like Amazon and Google and Visa and PayPal and all of these amazing companies on Tesla. And we think, oh yeah, that's so big. But like one day, 10 years, 15, 20 years ago, all of these companies were startups. Somebody, they went out there and they said, I have this crazy idea and I'm looking for investors and VC gave them money. And today that billions and trillions of dollars well, and I think we have seen a similar digital revolution happen in Europe. We recently saw it happen in China. A lot of billion dollar businesses in China are in fact, China is recognized from being a big, super, mega copycat of a lot of the companies that have been built in the U.S. And nothing is wrong with that because guess what? The reality is a lot of companies have been built to adapt to a culture, to the way people are, are, are doing. Like, for example, like as people have access to mobile, to mobile phones, as people start getting on the internet, they need applications to be able to like help with their standard of living, which is usually we want to make our life faster, better, cheaper, nicer. And the reality is that the average African today have access to that. And as they grow and they go to the workforce, and then like now employers have to hire those people there are just so many things that have to happen for all of those things, pretty much for them to make their life better. So for me, I think that we have seen a big digital revolution in the US. We've seen this happen in Europe. We've seen something very similar in China, in India, in Latin. And I think it's happening in Africa right now. It's still fairly early because almost every tech company that I have spoken to, not every, but like a good amount of the tech companies that I've had spoken to are usually tech startups. Usually they are at a seed stage, series A, series B, and very few are the series C, series D. So that shows you that it is an early market. There's a lot of engagement. In fact, just today, like right before I jumped on this phone call, then babe, like, is she this thing? I the road. I know it's the road, but it's just funny. Right before I joined this call, one of my investor friends is currently in Atlanta for a texter demo day. And she literally messaged me and she's like, there's so many African tech companies in this cohort. Like, you need to win them. People like African founders are now everywhere. We're all building amazing products to be able to cater for the African continent. And if you look really closely, you will see that, and, and it's just easier, right? Like, it's easier for you to be like, I am the Brexit of Africa, or I'm the XYZ for Africa. And when we say that, some people have like a bad reaction to it. And I don't think that should be the case. In fact, I think it helps you raise money from investors especially when they can see a success story from something that they have maybe experienced. Maybe they were an investor in Brex, right? And they saw how amazing the returns were. And now maybe they've also invested in the Brex of Latam and now their investment is paying off. What do you think they might be looking? They'll be like, oh, I'm looking for the next emerging market 
that is building for the breaks for XYZ. So, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's definitely worth it. I think we need to be able to differentiate the African problems and the African solutions as well as the proven business models. But I personally, I think that the fact that I've been able to live on the continent, born and raised, and I've had the opportunity to also live in the US, build their companies in the US, see the kind of value and the kind of success stories that US investors are generally looking for, I think there's an opportunity there. So for the people that are always in my inbox asking me what kind of companies is Ajim Capital looking for? Well, I've given you probably like, maybe not the best explanation because I'm driving, but maybe like the most accurate thing as I'm, you know, like as we are looking for opportunities in Africa, like we're really looking, you know, really like founders that are building that understanding their market, obviously, and are really building, you know, like billion dollar businesses. Every investor, that's what they're looking for, no matter what they tell you. But this was actually very nice. I am glad that I got on my phone and I started to just bring out this, this, this video and turn my camera on and just start speaking. I really want to be able to like share more authentic content like this one that I just shared. And yeah, well, that's it for this YouTube video. I can't believe I did 15 minutes. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to try and do more content like this. I can tell it's a beautiful day. Like it's like sunset right now. We're trying to find parking to get to this event, but I'm just super excited about the African continent, about investing in Africa. I'm excited about all of our portfolio companies. And until next time, I hope you are living your best version of the African dream. You want to say something? Until next time, see y'all. Yeah, bye. <laughs>